Welcome to Illumination by Modern Campus, the leading podcast focused on transformation and change in the higher education space. On today's episode, we speak with Don Welch, who is Vice President of Information Technology and CIO at New York University. Don and podcast host Ahmed Alawalia discuss the importance of technology in higher ed and how CIOs can play a strategic role in ensuring the institution is prepared with the right infrastructures and support systems to serve modern learners. Don Welsh, welcome to the Illumination Podcast. Thank you so much for jumping on. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, I, I want to start off just by talking a little bit about the evolving roles of CIOs, especially as it relates to strategy. Now, you know, uh, Educause has a seat at the table for CIOs as their number one issue on mm-hmm. the, the list of top 10 issues for IT. This is a, a standard call. You know, we've been talking about the 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 need for CIOs to be more involved in, in institutional strategic decision making for years. Why have CIOs historically been on the sidelines when it comes to defining and pursuing strategic goals for the institution? Sure. So, um, you know, I think uh, when you look at the mission of the institution, it's generally not IT. Uh, you know, it may be teaching it, or, you know, research, service, et cetera. And IT is a support function. And so uh, I, when I think uh, academic leaders think about strategy, they're not necessarily thinking what they can do IT-wise. They're thinking uh, afterwards, how does IT support the strategy that they're trying to execute? Uh, and so I think, you know, that's that's the main reason behind that. And it is, uh, I think, a difficult barrier to break through. Uh, many CIOs have experience in, in the classroom and came up from the um, academic side uh, or from the administrative side. Uh, but for administrative things overall, uh, they um, are going to support the strategy of the institution, uh, but they're not necessarily going to uh, lead it like you would in a commercial company that, you know, decides to go heavily, you know, to online marketing, et cetera, you know, things like that. Um, so uh, so I, I, I think that's a difficult thing to uh, to break through. Uh, but for CIOs to do that, uh, I think they have to uh, establish a reputation for being a good strategic thinker and contributing to it. Uh, and that is uh, not necessarily going to be something that's uh, comes from above or outside. That's going to be something that each of us are going to have to earn in our own institutions. You know, I just want to dive into this a little bit deeper because it, it it is a startling reality that so often that the office of the CIO, the office of, of IT services is seen as sort of an operational support unit. As we're shifting into an environment where the average student is is a digital native, whether they're, you know, 17 or, or 36 or 48 or however old, every learner coming into the institution today is used to primarily engaging with any service provider through technological means. The the number of devices that are operating on campus is skyrocketing. The the positioning of technology is evolving from being something that supports the work of the institution. Instead, technology is really something that the work of the institution is is directed or conducted through. So, you know, how do we really highlight or relay the importance of, of shifting our thinking about the role of technology in the modern institution. Yeah, so I, I might not completely agree. Uh, 
in that. So the, you know, the role of the CIO, um, you know, a lot of it is uh, what you will, uh, you know, administrative, you know, running ERPs, running networks um, and, and doing those kinds of things. Many of us have um, uh, organizations underneath us that do high performance computing, that do uh, consulting to uh, to teachers and to researchers on how to use technology. Uh, we run labs that um, uh, that uh, courses are taught in and so forth, but we're not actually on on the front line. So uh, so I think. Um, once again, this, you can establish your credibility with the institutional leaders to say, hey, we have this capability or we have this potential. We can help push this forward um, that uh, that I think that's where we can be involved in the strategy. But, of course, the important part of it is no institution is going to um, successfully execute a strategy without technology. Uh, and, you know, whether we worry about digital natives or, you know, whatever. That's just the reality of uh, the world today. Uh, students have got to, you know, pay their bills, get their classes, um, you know, do all their coursework and so forth through the applications that uh, that we deliver and support um, to, the, uh, to the institution. And if you're going to make a big uh, strategic thrust in, um, you know, we'll say science and technology, well, you're going to need all the infrastructure, everything from wet labs to the um, IT infrastructure to be able to support that. Uh, and uh, so I think the, um, you know, that we should be included in those strategic discussions, uh, but it is, uh, you know, it'll be the astute university leaders who understand that, uh, that their uh, supporting organizations um, need to have a, a strategy that fits uh, within the strategy of the institution. And so they, um, uh, you know, if, if your institution is trying to keep tuition low, then you're going to have one kind of an or IT organization that has certain strategies. Um, if you are doing a lot of um, DOD or otherwise sensitive research, You've got to have a different kind of an organization with the, you know, that supports, uh, you know, classified or confidential research and so forth. So I think that, um, you know, that is an important discussion to say, what would it take to get us from where we are to where we need to go uh, so that institutions can have realistic strategies? Um, in higher ed, especially, I think a lot of um, institutions come up with strategies but then don't necessarily follow them or they come up with strategies that they don't have the resources to actually yeah. execute. Um, you know, if we think of the, um, uh, you know, in, in a business strategy in the three different ways, you know, that you can uh, differentiate on progress, on, excuse me, on products, you can differentiate on customer service, you can differentiate on your um, costs, uh, you know, universities, you know, some some think that way, some a little along that way, but you know, some are, you know, uh, very unrealistic that um, you know they want to be a top tier institution, but 
you know, that that may take 50 years to get there in terms of, you know, being able to attract the faculty who can attract the grants and build the infrastructure and, you know, all those things that are that are necessary to be a, a research university um, and uh, uh, there. So anyways, uh, I think it is important to make sure that all of those foundational um, leaders are part of the strategic discussion. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, building on that, then, you know, we're seeing CIOs positioning themselves in, in this more strategic light. You've served both as a CIO and, and a, a chief information security officer, a CISO. Why is it important for CISOs to make a similar transition? Yeah, I think that's absolutely um, uh, vital, right? So, you know, security is not an absolute thing. You know, it's not binary. Uh, the um, what you want to do is accomplish your mission with the right level of risk. And what is the right level of risk? Certainly, we have increasing regulations and um, uh, compliance and, and laws that um, that will tell us what we have to do. But by its nature, um, a, you know, a university, especially a research university, is not going to be as secure as a, a financial institution or part of the defense industrial base and so forth. So, so your strategy has to meet your mission and has to enable um, you to uh, accomplish the mission in the best, the best way possible. We have so many resources uh, and those resources are not just money, but if you think about the imposition on uh, people's time, their uh, agility, their ability to innovate and do those kinds of things, uh, you need chief information security officers who think strategically about the university's mission and how to keep the university at the right level of safety and risk while still um, being able to accomplish the mission with the resources that we've got. That requires strategic thinking and a different kind of strategic thinking than a chief information security officer, or excuse me, than a chief information officer um, would think. So a chief information officer is trying to support the uh, institution accomplish its mission. The chief information security officer is got an adversary uh, the you know the the myriad of bad guys that are out there are trying to do bad things. So they have to think in an adversarial where they have to have a strategy that meets the um, uh, the the threat from the uh, from our adversaries while having the right uh, level of uh, support for the institution. So it's a different kind of thinking, uh, and I think it is uh, you know it is important. And especially a chief information security officer has to be agile in their strategic thinking because the bad guys are going to adjust as soon as they realize they're being thwarted. Uh, so, uh, so I think the chief information security officer has to be a strategic thinker, probably even more so than the CIO. Uh, and, and if it's not, I think it will cause a bigger impact on the institution. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you kind of phrase out some of the priorities that a CISO needs to bear in mind. What are some of the starting points for CISOs as, as they begin to look at their work through this more strategic lens? Where's where where's a common jumping off place? So I think, um, you know, first off, you have to understand the, uh, you know, the mission and the operations of the, uh, of the institution. So what is it trying to accomplish? 
Uh, and, you know, that's the most important thing is that the organization be successful in uh, teaching research service, you know, uh, the, the, those aspects of its mission. And then I think you have to understand the threats against the institution. Um, who are the people that are trying to, uh, to get information, attack information, destroy information, whatever, um, whatever those adversaries want to do to that institution? Understand what the realistic threat is, because, yes, we can all categorize, you know, all the, the bad things that are out there. But really, what are the biggest threats to the institution? Um, and uh, and then you also have to understand, you know, what uh, uh, regula regulatory uh, regimes you have to live in and what information that you have, uh, because, you know, that's kind of a, uh, a, a yes, no, if you violate. Um, those regulations there in some cases are criminal provisions, but certainly there are bad uh, implications on your organization, whether or not those regulations make your uh, institution any more secure, uh, you still have to follow them and they are a threat to the, uh, the organization itself. So I think that, you know, that's really the starting point. Uh, and then you have to think about what resources you have and what resources you need to appropriately address uh, those threats to uh, to your institution. I am curious. I think when we talk about the work of the CIO and the CISO in general, these conversations tend to happen at almost an ethereal level. You know, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about the concept of efficiency. We talk a lot about effectiveness, but I think it's it's very challenging sometimes to get a clear sense of how that work really affects key stakeholders of the institution in a direct way, the students, the faculty, staff. So I'm just curious, I mean, how, how do students in the university in general benefit when CIOs and CISOs begin to play that more strategic role in, in the leadership of the institution? Yeah, so I think information security is one of those things that uh, when, it, when it works well, um, nobody notices. And so if we're appropriately protecting the security and the privacy of um, of our all our stakeholders, our students, our staff, and our faculty, then uh, they are generally um, going to be uh, very happy. And really, they become unhappy when you know their their information is compromised. Um, they also become unhappy when they've got uh, restrictions that they don't see the value of. Uh, faculty are very smart. Students are very smart. They, uh, many of them, have an understanding. Uh, and if we are not using the most valuable security controls, uh, and you know, looking at those constantly to make sure that they are, uh, in fact, the ones that are the most valuable, and going out and explaining it to them, uh, you know, that they're, they're going to be unhappy. They they don't like two factor. Well, once they understand you know, uh, what two-factor does for them, then, you know, that uh, certainly makes it easier, uh, you know, easier for them to handle. And from the chief information officer, obviously, most chief information officers are also accountable for protecting the security and privacy of that information. But uh, the CIOs who are, uh, you know, who, who are um, able to influence the strategy uh, can help make the student journey uh, an easier one. We want the students to devote their time and their energy into learning uh, and, uh, you know, being a college student. And if they are frustrated uh, in trying to navigate the university and the administration and the things they need to do, 
then uh, then that takes away from you know the energy and the effort they're putting into uh, you know what we're there for. So being able to have good IT systems that will do what they're supposed to do, that will um, uh, that make it easier for the students, uh, that you know reduce the frustration, you know that that is important, and I and that contributes to you know a student's uh, ability to. Um, uh, uh, you know, to to graduate and to stay with the program. Uh, you know, you can you can read the the subreddits uh, for every university, and you see, uh, you know, under that university, all the complaints about this or that, and, you know, and so forth. Uh, but some of those students you see, that's like, I can't take it. You know, I go, I couldn't get my financial aid or whatever. I'm going to drop out, and you know, those that that's really uh, you know unfortunate. And where we can make things easier, make things more clear. Uh, to the students, they've got a better, higher probability of success. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's always resonated with me is, you know, something like about 72% of students who drop out do so because of non-academic reasons, right? And and yep. we know how important a consumer experience is in any industry. The, the same is true in higher education. One of the things that, that we've been um, seeing more and more discussion around, and in fact, in a a podcast that will have been published. I mean, we're recording here in late January, so probably a week or two ago from our recording date and, and maybe a month or two ago from our published date. Um, it was with Josh Callahan at uh, at the CSU system and formerly at, at Cal, Cal State Humboldt. And one of the things he talked about was sort of managing the digital jungle, managing the, the array of technology providers, service providers and vendors that are active on any campus at a given time. When you're thinking about the range of services, the range of technologies available on campus, how important is it to balance the need to meet the demands of every office, every stakeholder, every every uh, end user against the need from the CIO's perspective and the CISO's perspective to manage risk in the number of vendors that are operating simultaneously? And, and what are some of the factors you use to kind of make those decisions? Yeah, so um, you know, I uh, I I think what you're you're asking kind of gets to this idea of strategy, right? That's, so in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in, in my mind, you know, uh, you have un, you have limited resources, and your strategy, you put those resources against your um, your highest priorities, and uh, so I think it, when you've you've got all those competing resources. Uh, it is very important to have multiple perspectives, especially on a, a, a university of, uh, you know, do we um, update this system because it will be more efficient and we can, you know, therefore don't have to hire an additional five people and we can help keep our costs under control? Uh, uh, or do we, you know, put that money into modernizing uh, the um, student information system, so it's easier for students to check their graduation requirements and so forth. And you know, the CIO alone should make those decisions. The CIO should have um, you know some group of leaders. Tech, you know, uh, typically it's a, uh, an IT governance board that brings multiple um, perspectives into those decisions to make sure that we are investing in the right uh, the right systems. Uh, one of the other things that um, uh, we were kind of getting into in the previous question uh, that uh, kind of fits into this one is the question of things that we can do 
um, that the students aren't necessarily asking for. So for example, um, if we want to make sure that students are successful, uh, we have access to tons and tons of data, not as much as Google or, or Facebook, but uh, lots, of, lots of data about them. And we can get indications when things are happening um, outside of the classroom that may affect their ability to graduate. Uh, and so we, we have to navigate our privacy values with our ability to step in and help uh, students. You know, we are, you know, in loco parentis and we have a certain obligation, especially um, resident universities. Um, and also students come to us and, they, you know, they give us tuition money and they hope to come out with an education that is, you know, worthwhile when it's over. And if they don't graduate, then they have invested money and, you know, have um, gotten uh, not as much out of it as they, as they had hoped for. So being able to contact students, help them um, if they have problems outside, uh, you know, a number of students may have food insecurity or shelter issues uh, and so forth. And, and we have programs for that, but not every student knows about them and uh, not every student will necessarily seek help. So I think those are important strategic decisions too of, you know, uh, where do we draw the line between students' privacy and their autonomy to make their own decisions and our ability to um, help them uh, to succeed in our institutions? And I think that's a really interesting question that, um, that we're wrestling with now because, you know, we've got lots of data uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, what do we use um, to, uh, you know, as appropriate as, you know, as almost every company is wrestling with now. It is funny how quickly we went from not enough data to too much data to do anything with it. Uh. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and even, you know, being able to do with it is like, should we do it? You know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk about some companies that will do whatever they can with, they can universities, you know, hopefully we're, we're, uh, you know, a little more, um, balanced than that, but still, you know, I think it's a really, uh, uh, you know, an important and not an easy question to answer, you know, what's the right level? Absolutely. Well, Don, I mean, that pretty much does it on my end, which means we're going to make our pivot from being a, a pretty decent higher education podcast to being a pretty excellent food podcast. So I'll yeah. ask you if, if someone's out to dinner or going to dinner in New York City, um, make the incredibly difficult work of, of recommending somewhere for them to go. I will cheat and I will recommend two places, but they're next door to each other. Uh, so on, on A Street, there is uh, Amelie, which is a French wine bar. And uh, uh, mussels are one of my favorite dishes and they do it really well. And of course, uh, since it's a French wine bar, they, they have uh, great wine to complement that. Um, and uh, next door to that is the A Street Wine Cellar, where um, they have great food, but uh, they have great, great selection. And it's really this homey, kind of uh, a place where you go in and, you know, talk and have a glass of wine. So my suggestion would be to hit Amelie and then go to the A Street Wine Cellar. I mean, that sounds like a pretty decent night out. And those are uh, just for, for anyone who, who is listening. Those are in Greenwich Village. Um, Don, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thanks so much for your time. Nice talking to you, Emirate. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the opportunity. This podcast is made possible by a partnership between Modern Campus and The Evolution. 
The modern campus engagement platform powers solutions for non-traditional student management, web content management, catalog and curriculum management, student engagement and development, conversational text messaging, career pathways, and campus maps and virtual tours. The result, innovative institutions can create learner-to-earner life cycle that engages modern learners for life, while providing modern administrators with the tools needed to streamline workflows and drive high efficiency. To learn more and to find out how to modernize your campus, visit moderncampus.com. That's moderncampus.com.